Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Deep Cuts. Woo! Yeah, woo! Coming at you in a, in a whole new year, a new a new century, new millennium, a new millennium. Yes, why why to why twenty one k? I don't know. Why twenty one k? I wasn't alive then, so I can't really make those jokes. Uh, of course, as always, I am Jackson, and I am Steve. I will continue to be. Jackson throughout this very cool episode as today we've got Whoa! we've got a we've got a bit of an insider we've got a a tome of knowledge that Steve <laughs> came has from acquired. the crypts <laughs> yes from the crypts down the below crypts of Des Moines Iowa Des Moines Iowa <laughs> <laughs> but this is in reference to today's genre which is one that I am I am excited about it's a bit of a a bit of a I don't want to say mishmash but it is certainly within the same realm the same uh the same ballpark as previous acts that we have genres that we have covered so far through this deep cuts from home deep cuts podcasting <laughs> deep uh, cuts from home yes coming straight to your living room <laughs> <laughs> a whole family gathered around the radio yes it's like a fireside <laughs> chat <laughs> to listen to us talk about indie music it's just like the fireside chats. Just like the fireside <laughs> chats. Duh. FDR is going to be next week's guest, actually. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we are today talking about indie rock. Woo! Ooh. Uh, which I think very much, if you if you liked power pop, if you liked modern rock, then this will be another fun little subset of the kind of overall theme of kind of indie and modern sort of indie music, which has a lot of, it's a big umbrella with a lot of different smaller parts, but today we're going to be talking about specifically indie rock and a little bit of the garage rock kind of sound, but Steve, you have the fabled, the oh-so-wise Wikipedia entry to read for us, yeah? Oh, I do. So... The genre we are covering this week is a bit of a mismatch between indie rock and garage rock, so we're going to be reading both. It's a two-for-one today, everybody. Ooh. Celebrate while it lasts. Great value. <laughs> Great value, deep cut, store-bought, <laughs> store-banned. All right, so indie rock is a genre of rock music that originated in the United States and United Kingdom in the 1970s. Originally used to describe independent record labels, the term became associated with music that they produced and was initially used interchangeably with alternative rock or, quote, guitar pop rock, end quote. And garage rock is a raw energetic style of rock and roll that flourished in the mid-1960s, most notably in the United States and Canada, and has experienced many subsequent revivals and the specific rival we'll be r- revival we'll be focusing on is the early to mid 1980s and 1990s so in the early to mid 1980s several revival scenes emerged featuring acts consciously attempted to replicate the look and sound of 1960s garage rock later in the decade a louder more contemporary garage rock subgenre developed and combined with gar- garage rock and modern punk and other influences and this subsequent revival featured uh, back-to-basics and do-it-yourself musical approaches. Very cool, very cool. So we we alluded to a little bit of a, an, in, an insider scoop that we had. Uh, the, the tome from the crypts, as, as I think we were in it. <laughs> <laughs> the tome from the crypts, indeed. Yes, I think that this this might hold the cake for the deepest cut that we have ever gotten. 
so far, indeed. I, I don't. I can't think of another. Besides, maybe like a local band that we've interviewed, but I think even then, yeah. they had like more <laughs> monthly listeners on Spotify than <laughs> than this band. Uh, and this is this one is all Steve. Steve, this was kind of the impetus for. Uh, this week's theme. Yeah. And Steve texted me and was like, hey, have you ever even heard of this band? It's like, no, I have zero clue. <laughs> They're so and good, though. <laughs> yeah, looking it up, they are they are really good. And certainly, I think, the definition of hidden gem. So why don't you why don't you go ahead and talk about the these men? <laughs> these men. So the men in question are, of course, the hollow men. Um... Where do I even begin with these fellas? So, um, the story of how I came on to these guys was, for the uninitiated, there is a famous record store and famous record label under the title of Amoeba Records, and Spotify has a tool where if you search a record label, it will bring up bands. So I just started scrolling and scrolling, and the album cover of their second album, which will come back later, um, caught my eye, and I started listening to them. And as it turns out, it was a completely different Amoeba Records that is, I believe, no longer in business. Poor um, guys. So this band has a, about like 67 listeners on Spotify. Um, the only bit of information I could get, dig up online about them was from their band camp that says, quote, The Hollow Men were an alternative rock band based in Des Moines, Iowa, and active from 1984 to 1989. In addition to playing several hundred shows around the Midwest, The Hollow Men released two full-length albums, one EP, and a song on the first two Iowa compilation records. And, the deep dive for today... Ooh, here it is. Um, I had purchased their second album, Pink Quartz Sun Blasting, on vinyl, and I was lucky enough to receive the original insert with it, which can provide a little bit of insight into the uh, late 80s Des Moines, Iowa indie scene. So, without further ado, here's a bit of light reading for us all. (laughs) Quote, Hello and welcome to Pink Court Sun Blasting in the second Hollow Man LP. These songs were recorded in a series of sessions from January to May 1987 and represent the last recordings we made with Eric playing bass. Around March, he decided to leave the band, and we went into Carrie Moore's basement, A-Track's, Carrie Moore's a- basement, A-Track Studio, to record as much of our backlog of material as possible. We ended up with a total of 26 songs and put these 12 together in an attempt to make a coherent record out of a mess. Some of the outtakes were pretty good, and maybe someday see the light of day, which they have there on Bandcamp right now, not Spotify. Anyway, Eric left the band in June, and Jim Roth, who helped produce produce and played some guitar in this LP, took over on the bass and had several and have been with us ever since. The vocals and lyrics on the LP were, are mostly done by Tom, but Mike wrote, Mike wrote the lyrics and sang on Hangover, Subliminal, Spite, and Cool. The nasty buzz on the bass at the beginning of Hangover is the fault of the original recording, so don't worry, it's not your stereo. The photos on the back of the cover were taken by Marty Perez, except for the picture of Joe, which was taken by Gary Wedking. Joe took the insert photos, and the picture of Jim was taken by Troy Bedling. The recording was mastered by John Golding at K-Disc, and then they go into their special thanks. Couldn't keep my eyes on what I was supposed to. 
oh, it just looks like this appears to be his poetry he didn't have anywhere else to be on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the insert from their second LP, Pink Court Sun Blasting. And that is not um, information that you could find anywhere else. On, that is some, On the internet, this yeah, is a is, Deep Cuts exclusive. That, that is something that you are only hearing here on Deep Cuts. <laughs> We have monopolized <laughs> the Hollow Men's information. <laughs> we need to get in contact with them. And... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play their. We're gonna have them on the show and talk yeah. about what went wrong. <laughs> Describe what went the eight, wrong? the late 80s. What went wrong with your guys' old band? Thirty um, year old band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what went wrong? Um, so, as reflected in the playlists, Pink Quartz on Blessing, in my opinion, is a lot better than their first album not saying that their first album is bad it's just their second album is a shining example of what this genre can do there's a lot of highs there's a lot of lows there's some songs that kind of reflect what we in the 21st century would now call indie or indie rock indie pop and then there's some songs that reflect that punk rock influence which i think is helps the dynamics of the album so you have your like your top of the tops or bottom of the bottom. So highly recommend checking them their full discography out if you if the uh, playlist proves to be really enticing. I I myself am excited for it. I have only listened to the the hits, I guess, if you could even call them that. <laughs> um, but the, the songs that you had recommended to me, and I I really dig it, and I'm I'm excited to listen to the the rest of them and get a get a real a real deep cut in here this is a <laughs> I, I think as as deep as we could have really ever gotten uh, and I super dig it speaking of things that I super dig I will go into my first band Woo! so band I say uh, a little misleadingly this is just a single man uh, one artist by the name of Mike Kroll. I don't think he has any relation to the comedian. Um, I think Kroll is just a common last name, but who knows? I think you're sorely mistaken. Yeah, well, there's no... <laughs> I, I tried to look it up. Uh, I saw no information about the two being related. Um, <laughs> but what I have found uh, is some really kicking tunes from Mike Kroll, who is... As according to Wikipedia, identified as garage rock and power pop. So we're really, like I said, keeping in theme with sort of the year, uh, the how should I say, the lineage of <laughs> of <laughs> the deep legacy, cuts, the legacy that is, deep. That is uh, earlier deep cuts podcasts. So if you like that, <laughs> then for sure you will want to check out Mike Kroll. But in your listening, you might you might recognize some stuff while he's a little. I don't want to say unknown. I feel like that's the kind of, you know, like, oh, you've never heard of them, plays Tame Impala, like, kind of guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but he he is one that I think less people know, know the name of, but might have heard some of his music, as he has done a lot of work for, uh, well, I, I say a lot, but it's, I mean, it's not a ton, but it's more than I thought when I first looked him up. Uh, so, I first heard him, uh, this is his song 15 Minutes, which is should be on the playlist for this week, uh, is the end credits to Monster Prom. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> With that song, no. like, that song jams, right? Dude, <laughs> no way. Monster Prom 
not only has a kick and soundtrack, but is a fantastic game. This is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he did the end credit song for that, as well as he was on the Steven Universe The Movie soundtrack. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, on top of this, he also did the song for, do you remember the Levi's commercial that was like... Rockin' 70s jeans for the Rockin' 70s sound. Uh, <laughs> he did that song. Uh, it's titled La La La. Um, and is, I think, a pretty good song, actually. But the, the ad is a little cheesy. Uh, um, but he did all of those. As well as he has, I, I believe it was four LPs. Let me just double check my words here. One, two, three, four LPs and an Audio Tree live session, which I don't know about you, Steve, but I love Audio Tree live sessions. Audio Tree is amazing. Whatever yeah, whatever fantastic. magic potion they put into <laughs> their live sessions, I want it bottled. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but that is about all I really have to say about Mike Kroll. If you liked the... Um, the power pop kind of sound, but are thinking maybe a more, I don't want to say lo-fi, but more grungy sort of sound. Then not I think high that, fidelity. Yeah, not hi-fi, that's for sure. Uh, um, then I would say Mike Kroll is really one to check out, as well as if you recognize any of those things that I just listed out that he's a part of, uh, you should check out the rest of his music. It's got like relatively low listenership on Spotify, but hey, that's For those point. hipster points? Yeah, so you've got hipster points with it as well. Um, he was a part of Steven Universe, which I feel is always a hipstery thing. I've not seen <laughs> anything of that, but I feel like any hipster I've meet has been like, oh yeah, I really liked Steven Universe. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Get Max, out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house, Steve. <laughs> um Max hipster points when it comes to Mike Kroll, and I think well-founded, because he's got some some kicking jams that you should check out on this week's playlist, which you can find on Deep Cuts Radio, right? On Spotify? Deep Cuts UC. Uh, Deep, Deep Cuts, Cuts Radio UC. on Deep Cuts Radio on the Spotify, but link in bio on Deep Cuts UC on the Instagram. Yes, that's probably the fastest way to get to it. Check us out on Instagram, Deep Cuts UC, and then the bio, and you'll find playlists for this episode as well as all previous episodes. Uh, so if you are really feeling the binge of our voices and lesser heard music, <laughs> then you've got a one-stop shop, my guy. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta, I gotta binge deep cuts. I gotta binge it right now. I gotta catch up on the storyline, dude. I heard that they're <laughs> heading into their last arc. I gotta catch up. <laughs> the return to, Sh- to Shinganshi arc, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder what, wonder what's in the basement. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of references in there for some. Some uh, yeah, some keen-eared <laughs> viewers, or keen listeners. <laughs> Anyhow, Steve, you've got another older cut for us here, don't you? Yeah. Speaking of uh, the basement, oh, Ooh. this band started out from simple beginnings and kind of became the epitome of this genre. Of course, I am talking about the one and only. Dinosaur Jr., which was an in- which is a major influence on a band we had several months ago. Bark, shout out to Bark. Shout outs to Bark. They uh, their album release went really well, if I remember. Yeah, and um, they released a killer single over quarantine, Heck which yeah. was fantastic. So sh- shout out to Bark. Check them out, fellas. For sure. 
Um, so Dinosaur Jr., American rock band, formed in Amherst, Massachusetts in 1984. They were originally called Dinosaur, all right? Because Dinosaur Jr., not intimidating. They came from the ashes of the uh, New England hardcore scene. They're highly associated with the band, with the hardcore band Deep Wound, which is another excellent band, but not related to this genre whatsoever. Um, but as it turns out, there was a California band called Dinosaur as well, and they attempted oh, to right, sue. Right. They attempted to sue Dinosaur because they had the name first, and that usually wouldn't be an issue if they hadn't pressed their first self-titled album, Dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> so they <Uh-oh>. quickly <laughs> changed their name to Dinosaur Jr. and were like, the album's just called Dinosaur, guys. Get over it. <laughs> and that album, as far as debut goes, is rock friggin' solid, guys. Um, I featured a handful of songs from that debut. Um, probably one of their best, if I'm not going to lie. I, um, uh, I have not really oh, listened to much Dinosaur Jr. in my days, so this is another one that I'm excited to check out alongside the audience. One thing that did turn me off initially, but now has like the most charm in the world, is Jay Maskus's voice, because he does have that, like late 80s early 90s like type of singing (laughs) but once you once you like find it palatable it just kind of takes off um they've consistently had the same three piece uh jay mascus lou barlow and the drummer simply known as murph although murph did the part is that his full title that is his that is his (laughs) title um murph did depart briefly but then came back, original lineup since ni- since 2005, and they've released four albums after that. And let me just say that in addition to their last album, their latest album that came out in 2016, get a- Give a Glimpse of What You're Not, is probably their most hidden gem ever. It Ooh. is one of the best albums I've heard front to back. It is so freaking good. I have a song on it from here. Please check it out, guys. You can't go wrong with some Dinosaur Jr. Man, um, I'm excited now. Yes, you should be. Um, <laughs> it's just like... I feel like Dinosaur Jr. doesn't get the credit that they deserve, but they have so much credit where it's like, what's the point of even arguing it anymore? So they're like, they're in that weird limbo state of being mm-hmm. like... A monumental group in a genre, but that genre never really got the credit that it it never got its due diligence. Yeah, I definitely understand what you mean because, like, I have never listened to Dinosaur Junior. Like, I think I've heard maybe one or two songs just offhand, but Mm -hmm. I've never sought it out. But I have always heard the name Dinosaur Junior and understand the pedigree of that being a a a very famous band mm-hmm. so i think that they are they're on that cusp of deep cut hood uh, <laughs> <laughs> that i think makes them uh, makes them a solid band for this list do you have anything else to say about yeah i did include a live track because i feel like hearing some of these like late 80s early 90s recordings of some of these live performances kind of epitomize what this whole genre is about cuz nice. it's just a lot of noise <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they like yeah. to stretch things out over a long duration. So give them a shot. Give some of their live stuff a shot. 
and hope you like them, fellas. Nice. Well, for our final band, uh, remember we, in in the beginning of this episode, mentioned that this genre is big in the U.S. as well as the U.K., and I believe that this next band I am going to talk about, Yuck, is our only U.K. Uh, representative. Oi! Um, <laughs> Yuck, <laughs> our rock band that originated in London, England in 2009, and speaking of dragging things on for a lot a long time they have Ooh. been uh somewhat acquainted with i guess equated with not sure the word um shoegaze music which i feel oh. like is a bit of another offshoot offshoot of an offshoot of an offshoot of a genre coming <laughs> off, of, off of garage rock but i think it has a really cool sound i don't think i included many songs from them that I would consider particularly shoegazy, but I think definitely the kind of fuzz sound that you get from from shoegaze or from garage rock is definitely present here, and I think it's a really cool sound. I originally heard them, little little Jackson story, originally heard them uh, from their EP that I got in like a Spotify recommended. They have an EP called Southern Skies, which is totally different genre. It's like a mellow, like sad, uh, I'm trying to think of another band that would be similar to it, but it's a very kind of slow, clean, kind of sad indie sound. Guns N' Roses. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Kind of like Nirvana. (laughs) Um, But then I, many years later... In a physics class of mine, the professor, shout outs Mr. Larison, uh, um, he had a turntable with a bunch of records in his in his classroom, and one of them was Yuck, Stranger Things, their most recent LP, which I have quite a lot of songs from that on this week's playlist, and I was like, oh, I like Yuck, I'm gonna put it on, and it's a totally different sound, but I love it. I think that uh, if I had to pick an absolute favorite, I guess LP in this in this genre, I would say it is Stranger Things by Yuck. No relation to the show, uh, as far as I am aware of. This is the second uh, act that I have chosen for <laughs> this week that has no relation to a very popular other thing. <laughs> a very popular other thing. Yes, uh, but it's got it's kind of that quintessential kind of fuzzy lots of hooks shouty vocals you know the sound of the genre and i think it works very well Uh, another thing that i just want to shout out i guess a little bit turn you on to if you if you like their sound they have on youtube a recording a, a live recording of them covering new orders age of consent which uh i think we may have mentioned in our new wave episode new order uh but i think they were a talking point yes if they they were were a talking point then this is the connection of all of the genres we're just bringing it all together here uh but it is unfortunately not on spotify uh so i just wanted to give it a little shout out there but i believe that is really all i have to say here about yuck 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 uh um do you have Anything else that you're wanting to say, Steve? Uh, Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Of course. Stay safe. 
have fun, go skins, was the old motto at my oh. high school. But then we changed our mascot, so I'm sure that's not said anymore. Um, uh, go birds. But go most birds. importantly, let's forget all about... Go cats! Go cats! Woo! Go cast! Go cast! Woo! Go cast! Woo! Um, check us out on Instagram. It was mentioned a little earlier. If you forgot, uh, at DCutsUC. At DCutsUC. And in the bio of that Instagram page is the Spotify profile page with all of the playlists that we make reference to in these episodes. You can listen to them all. Have a uh, have have the deep cuts binge. Yes, binge us. Yes, please. All right. If that is that, then I think we will see you next time. Tag us in your wedding photos. Tag us in your wedding photos, and we'll make a, and we'll make playlists about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a playlist for you. We'll make a playlist for. Let us DJ your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With shoegaze and garage rock. <laughs> It'd be the most indie thing ever, man. You, you and your uh, significant other can dance to Chamber of Reflection, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, guys.